welcome to the Morning After Podcast. All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you as always with Pastor Jim. How are you doing Good this morning? Good morning. I'm doing well. I, I feel I feel rested. Yeah. It feels more like kind of the, the end of the day to me right. than the beginning of the yeah, day. Yeah, that's that, so weird. That mellow. Yeah. Right. It must be fall. It must be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, There's pumpkin spice latte scented candles all over right. yeah. all over the room now. And then we also have Pastor Ian. Hey, on this fresh face. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, he's got the shaved face going on. <laughs> so he's a fresh face to the yeah. podcast. Last pastor on staff that has not been on the podcast. I, did it. I get to yet. sign the wall later. So yes. <laughs> so we're excited like to have Lenny's him on. Deli. You'll uh, find out later why specifically he is on. Yeah. Um, and let's just get right into it. So kingdom culture. Part two, Part two on Sunday. How did you think it went overall? Yeah, you know, it's funny. There were so many moving pieces in my life Sunday morning with yeah. the, with the, the grand opening of the Swartz Creek Church and yep. two services and everything else. And I, I, I needed it to go well. I needed it to be smooth. I needed it to to hit home, and it did. So I, I felt good about the response of the people. I felt good about you know when you say everybody keep your eyes open. Everybody don't close your eyes. Everybody keep your head up. How many guys need more of this? Like you're, you need to repent. You need to change direction and bring it back to a, yeah. to a better trajectory. And two thirds of the hands. I, I was one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, me too. I was doing it as an example though to set the example. So I, it, it was. It, that was rewarding. Now, my hope is that now it's actually going to be something we do, not just something we, we heard about. And I think that's, yeah. that's the real trick is how do I take what I know? They were talking about uh, devotions. Like, how many of you guys, it's a revelation to you. It's like nobody. Right. I mean, is this a reminder? I'm echoing a voice that's been speaking inside of you for some time now. Yeah. And, and have you right. answered that call? Well, it's the not? same thing with like being physical, like physically healthy. It's like eat good, work out. Like everybody knows that. Sure. But, who does it and who doesn't do it? Like it's, I think, it's I think the difference is I look health. in the mirror and I, I hear the voice, you know, eat, sure. eat right and work out. When, when I walk into my day fruitless and yeah. into a hungry Harder world, see. I, I hear a different voice. It's not just my ego or, right. you know, me trying to turn back the, the chronos, the, you know, time <laughs> clock of my life. It's like I'm, right. yeah. When, when God's absent from my day-to-day, my day-to-day changes significantly, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Pastor Ian, for those of you guys that don't know him, he's our young adult pastor here at Freedom Center Church. Um, he's the only senior staff member that has a full-time job yeah. outside of mm-hmm. ministry. The hardest so working man in show business. It's, a, it's, a, it's great to have him on the podcast today because we're talking about schedule and time management. Mm-hmm. You've got a young baby. You have a wife. You've got the job. You've got the ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how do you do it, I guess? You know, when you write it all down, I don't know how I do it. Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't have cable, right? I that's that's have, the yeah, one yeah. solution. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> you know, I, you, I realized pretty quickly how selfish I am, and mm. it helped me kind of identify areas that needed to be cut out um, because when you have those that many things going on on a, on a week-to-week basis, sermon prep and leader meetings and making sure that the moving pieces for, for encounter for the Monday nights goes the way that we hope, um, and we pray for, it's really, really difficult to do all of those things and be selfish and to choose the things that I want to be doing because they're, they're just going to get in the way. And right. um, the first year of running Encounter, it was just a constant battle with that versus... Yeah. Can we just, just today, so today's the average day, right? Yeah. Tell, tell us what time your day started, what you did, and, and, and can we say what time it is now, Pastor Josh? Is yeah, okay? yeah, we're recording this at night on yeah, Monday yeah. night, so, so it's 8.10 right evening now. after. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so today uh, is Monday night, so those that's the these are kind of the big nights for me with Encounter. Uh, the day started at 
thirty because I slept in, <laughs> and uh, I woke up. I got myself ready. Um, I let the dog out. I got the kid ready. Uh, Levi, my son, mm-hmm. took him to daycare. Yep. Drove to Clarkston for work. Worked eight hours. Um, I had a quick lunch. Finished the day. Drove right home to say hi to my dog. Change my clothes and run out the door to be back at the church by six o'clock for prayer. For yes. And then you'll be one of the last people to leave the doors. Probably. Yeah. And go home and wake up in the morning and do it all over. All over. Well, Tuesdays are hangover day. That's the day I'm kind of dragging for the rest of the day. Which means you only have to go to work for eight hours that day. You don't have to do (laughs) (laughs) the rest of the stuff. It's funny. I I came in for prayer tonight. So, you know, prayer for it was at six o'clock. I I come in there and he and Levi both have their eyes. They were deep in prayer. Both of them were deep in prayer. prayer. They're snuggled in the back (laughs) row of the youth room. And it came time to like get into a circle. I put my hand on his shoulder and said, you two stay right where you are. This is a precious moment and you need it. (laughs) (laughs) I wore that drool mark on my shirt proudly. (laughs) This is anointing, darn you. This one was me. This one was (laughs) Levi. (laughs) So so when when you talk about like, sacrificing things that were on your schedule that were kind of sure. like how selfish you were. What are some of those things that you have to give up in order to do what you're currently doing? Yeah. Um, I, I had to mourn the loss of Tigers baseball. Um, yeah. not a bad time, not, not a not bad, bad time, time to that. drop it. It was a good transition. Right. Um, but a lot of the, just the extra curricular, like, you know, the amount of time that I watch TV and, you know, I, I haven't watched the office six times this year, that sort of thing. It's a mm-hmm. lot of just the, what, in in times of and, and you know this you know with with having you know your kids too now yeah um just the sheer amount of time that you have prior to having a kid it's it's quite obnoxious honestly <laughs> yeah and um very quickly you realize all the things that just just have to go i, right. I just don't have time for this mm. and um sometimes it's like juggling six different balls you know the marriage and the kid and the dog and then right. the ministry and the other job and yeah. um i do that well, better it's crazy because you're single and you're like man i don't have very much free time yeah and then you get married and you're like i had a ton of free time <laughs> and then you have a kid and you're like i had a ton of free time yeah. when i was married and now you have a second kid and you're like it just keeps getting harder <laughs> but like i had you have to sacrifice those things yeah. Yeah. but yeah. let me ask you this pastor ian are there things that you you miss or is it like, man, I just, I'm, I'm so thankful that those things are gone now. Sure. And I, my time is more valuable and there's not a right answer. I'm not expecting you to say, yes, I, I love all the, the new things and I am so happy. I don't have yeah. to watch the tigers anymore. <laughs> you know? Um, I think there's moments where I, where I miss those things and I look back and, you know, I reflect on a time where I, I could just on a Tuesday night, I could pick up and go and do whatever I wanted yeah. on a whim. Um, but, but I look at what I have now with the ministry yeah. and the, you know, with Levi and my wife, I, I right. wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. You know? So there's that's that, that's that rights versus yeah, responsibilities. 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm giving up my rights, but I, and I'm taking on responsibilities, mm-hmm. but then you look at it and say, well, you know, marriage, was it worth it? You go, well, yeah. You know, all my yeah. heart and having a baby, like, yeah, never mind. I want to go back. Yeah. Nobody says that. It's <laughs> right. hard. And you're giving up more rights yeah. and more energy and more time and more money and more of you. But yeah. again, which which one of your kids would you get rid of to make your life easier? Yeah. I and mean, Ruby, the dog, is in danger. Everybody <laughs> else. Everybody yeah. else. Yeah. No, it was weird. Before Francine, our daughter, was born, I was just like, Hollis is going to be my favorite kid. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I just kind of assumed. And it's literally like, I've always thought parents have a favorite child yeah. and maybe some do, but like, I, I oh, couldn't, no. <laughs> I don't think they I, do. I couldn't pick, 
Yeah. Like I really literally love them exactly the same in completely yeah. different ways. Yeah. But um, it's it's pretty crazy having. So tell us about having a daughter versus having a son. Rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just really short. It's different. Um, she seems much more mellow than my son <laughs> she, she is. <laughs> um, and that's I don't think that's all boys and girls. It's just their personalities and who they are. And I feel like I'm already much more protective of her than yeah. I am of him. He's like, go out there. If you bruise your knees, if you scrape yourself up, like you'll be fine. Put some dirt in it. Yeah. And hers, like, I she's very precious to me. I think yeah. so. It's just a little bit. It's a little bit different. On so the, the girl thought side. of walking her down the aisle someday. On her I was actually day. thinking about that today. I was holding her and <laughs> I was like, kisses. Some, someday, like 45 years from now, I'm going to walk you down the aisle. It's going to be crazy. Like 45 yeah. years from now. Right. Sorry, Francine. Yeah. He doesn't mean it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyways, let's get back on that track there. Um, but no, it is, it is awesome. Let's talk about um, just the seasons of life and the schedules yeah. and how mm. they change. Because obviously yeah. you're a little bit older than me and pastor Ian are together a different season of life you're in the grandpa (laughs) season we're in the the young parenting season um how just talk about like how your schedule has changed over the years and just kind of your Um, different responsibilities I think a couple significant things have happened one one is we have a brilliant staff so if I if I need somebody to minister to a young adult or online or youth or Music or children, you know what I mean, or children, whatever, or, or a really tough meeting, or small groups, or administrative. I, I hope everybody realizes I don't necessarily take any of those meetings. Sure, I, there are people that God has sent us as gifts that, that minister to those people. So, my my world of demands has greatly decreased. Yeah. Um, now I would say this: it's it's decreased in width, but not in depth. So right. I, we're in the process of helping 22 church planners plant their churches in the next 18 months. That's a significant mm-hmm. commitment. Two last Sunday. You know yeah. what I mean? Another one in January. That's, those are significant commitments. The the staff that's taking care of everybody have to be taken care of. That's Those are significant right. commitments. So, yeah, I would say a lot of time when I do see you, you're spending time intentionally one-on-one with yeah. the staff mm-hmm. members. So you're kind of the pastor to the staff and making sure that we're all that's that's emotionally and spiritually that, healthy that's the that's the phrase that that uh, my wife and i have used is that you dina leads the staff i pastor the staff so yeah hers is calendars and budgets and van checkouts mm-hmm. and room places and who's going where when and logistics <laughs> mine is you seem like you're having a bad day you want to go grab a coffee yeah and or hey man i'm you had a great day Let's go right. grab a coffee and celebrate, you know, that, that kind of stuff, right. you know. Yeah. Or with Ian, it's like, hey, could you, hey, when you come back, hey, would you, so that's, that's, our, that's the depth of our relationship. Let's watch right. some Tiger, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you can come over and hang out with me and my kid. That is the I only can, yeah. time I have. Can I play with Levi? I actually tried one time. Come over. Let's come over and hang out with Levi. And there goes mama out the door yep, with Levi. I'm like, wait. She stole wait. him. Yeah. I came to play with the baby, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like chopped liver. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I watched my first Harry Potter movie ever. So that was, that yeah, was, me too. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right bless, bless me father for i have sinned go ahead confess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about um people that those people that did raise their hand on yeah. sunday morning yeah. um their schedules are all out of whack what where, where is a good place to start getting yeah. your schedule back into a healthy a healthy I, rhythm i would say that you know a good guy gives us the ability to feel horrid pain mm-hmm. because it tells us that something's wrong and where it's located so yeah. i would start by what hurts the most and if what hurts the most is your marriage, then that's something has to, time has to be taken away from A and given to B. If what right. hurts the most is your own soul, then time has to be taken away from A and given yeah. to B. So wherever wherever you're the deadest, the dullest, the most in pain, it, it's, it's telling you something. Where you're starving, something's not being fed. Where you're in pain, something's being neglected or abused. 
So that's the easiest place. And I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not opposed to the guy that can change everything tomorrow, but I, I think more than likely to develop a lasting habit and not make it a new year's resolution that's done by April or January 15th. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you change the one thing you get. And, I, and the one thing I would change is that hour with God. I would take mm-hmm. that hour in the word, in prayer, in worship. Yeah. I would, I would take that walk with Jesus. I, I wouldn't put a lot of pressure on me to do it right. Cause I don't know what right looks like. I would just spend time to find his presence, right. be in it. And then from that hour, knowing the other 23 are blessed yeah. significantly or differently than without doing that. I think that's a great place. If you had to modify one thing, that'd be the one thing that I'd start. And I would, I would say too, Josh, that, or Pastor Josh, when that happens, <laughs> I think, I think God's going to speak to you in that hour about the other hours. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? So let me ask you guys this, because I get this a lot, and I have a lot of different opinions yeah. on it. Devotional time, does it have to be in the morning? Does it have to be the first thing that you do in the morning? If you want it blessed. If you want to be cursed, then <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm a morning person, man. I jump out of bed yeah, and grab a bulldog and a coffee. So I, I annoy everybody that's not, uh, I mean, significantly, because I love yeah. the mornings. No, it's scaring me because I'm becoming more and more like that. I'm like, I'm turning into my father. <laughs> you know? Oh, that was, what a terrible, well, I'm terrible saying, thing. I'm saying when I was in my early uh, 20s, it's like, here comes my dad. He's really he's happy. happy. <laughs> it's 5.30 in the morning. It's 10, <laughs> and he's still sleeping. <laughs> Come on, you're missing the day. But no, I, I, I like, like mom, for example, she gets up. And at four thirty, she goes to the gym. She works out. She's back about six. She's not. She hasn't any devotions yet. She takes a shower. She puts on the face. She puts on the hair. She puts on the whatever. She gets in the door. So now it's like six, six thirty, seven o'clock. Now she. That's when she has her devotion time. Yeah. Because that really, in some ways, is her first hour, mm-hmm. and it's her best hour. Her best hour is not from four thirty in the morning to five thirty in the right. morning. So she doesn't give that to God. Yeah. She would go out with a bulldog. She doesn't drink coffee, which is, I've been trying for years to get her to yeah. repent of that, you know? So right. you guys should have another kid, start drinking yeah. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll, she'll go out, and, and if she went and sat down, it, it wouldn't be long before it just wouldn't happen. So right. she, she has a weird thing, too. She, she can do hardcore devotions at the same time she's doing to-do lists, at the same time yeah. she's listening to us. I think that's being a woman. I think so. Like do, yeah, three things at once that are all I really need important. Green pastures and still waters, man. I I need. Yeah. I can't even do music. If there's music playing singing. in the background, yep. doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it has words, yep. no words. I, I yeah. just, I'll read it and then I'll. What did I just read? I was yeah. listening to the music and yeah. I have no clue. What about you, Pastor Ian? Is there a specific time when you do devotions, or is it just kind of? When you get those free moments, I seventy five southbound, yeah, thirty. I think I, I really like that idea that the best hour. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's really important. That this is the time. Maybe you're blurry eyed, and you know you need three, four, or five cups of coffee before you can process. But I, I think it's important to make sure that it's it's a good hour. It's not just right. yeah. you're, you're punching the clock, making sure. Yeah. I, you need to make sure that it's time that is is in the word where you're actually in the word it's time and right. worship where you're actually in worship and yeah. if, if that's it that's good three in the morning then that's at three in the morning if it's at four in the afternoon that's at four in the afternoon but i think yeah. that's i think that's important important i think too biblically because the day begins at sunset yeah. not at sunrise you could build a biblical case for the first part of your day yeah. given to god is like seven o'clock yeah. eight o'clock nine o'clock at night yeah. And you go that's, to sleep. You go to sleep meditating, having meditate on the scripture instead of right. meditating on friends reruns. Yeah. Like that. That's a. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that hour, man. Yeah. I, I know uh, Paul Young Ying Cho pastored a church of what was it about nine hundred thousand people? Yeah. In uh, in Seoul, Korea, 
and he was asked one time about his prayer life. I was in the room with him, a great honor, and he, they said, what's your prayer life like? He said, I, I get into my car in my garage, and I pray for an hour before I open the garage door. So sometimes on bad days, I start the car, and, and I hope <laughs> not to die. He said, then at noon, I fast my lunch, and I take an hour, and I pray. And then it, when I come home at the end of the day, I park the car in the garage, close the door, turn the engine off, and have another hour. And they said, why do you do that? He said, because I'm going from being a father to the pastor of the largest church in the history of the world, and I'm not going to do that without the presence of God. He said, by, by noon, all the huge problems have hit my desk, and I, I'm so overwhelmed that if I don't mm. pray and fast lunch, I, I can't make it through the day. He said that at night, I'm getting ready to walk back into my home where my parents live, my wife lives, my children, my grandchildren live. They all live in, in one home, four yeah. generations. And he, he said, when I walk through that door, I, ha- I can't be the pastor of the largest church. I have to be daddy. Yeah. I have to be son. He said, all of those are significant needs for prayer. And they said, well, how, you're the pastor of the largest church in the world. How did you find three hours to pray? He said, just ask yourself the question again. I'm the pastor of the largest right. church yeah. in the history of the world. How <laughs> right. can I not pray yeah. three hours a day? Right. So I, I think whatever your time is, I, don't, yeah. I personally, three hours of prayer would be in some ways wasted time because I, yeah. don't, I don't have the attention span. Mm-hmm. But, no. but taking a walk in the afternoon. Right, 15 minutes in, you're thinking, I wonder if chickens wish they had arms. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> you're, like, you're not praying anymore. You're yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if cows are upset at almonds because they're taking all the milk jobs, <laughs> right. leaving yeah. only the, the less desirable beef jobs. You know? Right. This, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and I would say uh, my family goes to bed very early. I'm the only person that's kind of a night owl, and that's that's my devotional time is that, that nighttime because that's yeah. when I'm thinking the clearest, and that's when... I'm not daddy and and uh, husband. I mean, I am, but I, I'm not actively doing those yeah, things. Yeah. So I just th- I think the guy that gives his best hour to the golf course is who I'm talking to. Yeah, the guy that gives his best mm-hmm. hour to watching television. Right. You know, I'm not against golf. I'm not against you know most of what's on television. Some of what's on television. I, I just it's it's that thought that I man I feel really good right now. I'm going to do something self centered, self appreciating, self self self. I right. there, there's a there's time for self. There really is, but I. I just seems like that first or that best. And that's why I said that on yeah. Sunday, the, the first or the best, depending on yeah. who you are. Because like I said, mom, she would, she'd open the Bible and fall asleep, but she goes and works right. out vigorously for an hour, comes back, having had her iced tea and breakfast, mm-hmm. takes a shower, gets gets to a quiet place. Now she's ready. You know? Yeah. So. Awesome. All right. Well, we only got a couple of minutes left. Yeah. Let's talk about next week. I'm Sunday, excited about Sunday. I'm excited about next week. We've yeah, gotta, the guy that's coming in to talk, his name is John Obaluski. Yeah, and John is one of the people God put in my life after my uh, my burnout five years ago. He mm-hmm. helped me digest uh, some things that that were very helpful. John uh, had a complete mental breakdown years ago. Senior pastor, growing church, awesome family, loving wife. Um, no, nothing you could measure in a church had ever been better than before and, and suffered a debilitating, staggering, even suicidal depression where yeah. he was, he was trying to figure out the, the best way to commit suicide without creating a mess, without his wife finding him. It, it got to that point And finally he just, he just confessed it. I'm, I'm dying and shocked everybody. No one knew how far it had gone. Right. Um, he got some help. He got some counseling. He got some distance from ministry and got into the business world. So he went home at five o'clock, appreciated, you know, financially, et cetera, and had from until like nine o'clock the next morning. It right. was a crazy life, you know, to, he added somebody else's money up and when things yeah. added up, he was fine. But he kept getting these phone calls from people that knew him saying, hey, my pastor is really going through something. Can you talk to him? Can you talk to him? Yeah. From that, he moved from the business world back into the ministry world, but as a consultant. He, right. he specifically deals with senior pastors and helps 
um, people that with just violent schedules, violent demands, yeah. ongoing, never ending. You mow the grass, it's mowed at least for another week or two. You know what I mean? But but people, and this is marriages, this is children, this is pastoral ministry, this is you know being a boss, being an employee. People that that job never ends. It's, right. There's always more to do. Mm-hmm. So. He specializes in helping people make the tough choices we talked about last week. He'll be reinforcing a lot of that. But where I say, hey, you should do this, he's going to come with like 19 facts yeah. that will scare the doo-doo clean out of you. Like right. when he tells me about sleep, that you, a 50% greater chance of suffering a heart attack by consistently getting one less hour of sleep over the course of years, 50% more? I mean, that's that's a oh, staggering thing. I can tell you. Yeah. I feel, yeah. <laughs> I feel like every day I feel like I'm going to have well, a heart attack right now. One of the things you'll talk about Sunday too is that, there, you know, coffee can stimulate you to make you more alert, but it doesn't recuperate your body. Your Correct. body needs right. sleep right. Yep. to to rejuvenate cells and brain cells and yeah. reset systems and hormones. So it's, you know, you're surviving right now as, yeah. as all people do. And I mean, God gave us the grace to be parents, so this isn't going to kill you. But if you lived on the four hours ongoing interrupted, right. look, look at the statistics of firemen and police officers and people that are woken up suddenly or have shift work and you'll see a a direct correlation from sleepless i mean a good friend of ours that barely ever slept because of his job man in his 40s he passes away of a sudden massive heart attack it's you gotta sleep and so john's gonna help us to take a good but but really i warn you a hard look (laughs) i i'm i'm jim i'm your friend i'm smiling remember that sunday yeah john's gonna come in and say stuff like you're a friggin idiot if you (laughs) well because he's been through it like the hardest part of it he's yeah he's doing it because it's it's like a somebody that's a surviving heroin addict coming in and talking about how much it can damage right. your life. Yeah. He's, it's, it's just, a, it's just heroin. What's the big deal? Like he's right. You're right. exactly right. Yeah. yeah you know tried to kill him. About. Almost did. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for your time guys. Yeah. Appreciate thanks it. Pastor Ian. Me. Thanks for being on. Appreciate Hopefully we, this is not the last time that we have you yeah. on the podcast. Um, like pastor just said, we're continuing our kingdom culture series this week with uh, John Opaluski. We would love to see you at Freedom Center Church, 9 and 11.30. If for some reason you're out of town, we'd love to catch you on the live stream or on Facebook Live. And if not, we will talk to you again next week. Until then, have a great week. Music.